0: Good morning, everyone, or good evening, everyone. My name is David and I will be leading our workshop tonight about teaching sentences, advanced strategies. So our agenda for today, will start with student output. How do we make repetition very fun here with your lessons? How do we encourage a student to answer and not just repeat the question? That happens a lot with lower levels. And how do we convey meaning of the sentence to the students? That's very, very important here. Next, we'll look at different common student struggles. Four common ones. Number one, unable to speak in a complete sentence independently. Number two, missing an article or preposition. That happens a lot. What can we do? Subject verb agreement and incorrect pronunciation when speaking in a complete sentence. How do we correct in a really positive way? And last but not least, we'll go over some different practice slides. I'll also put you into smaller groups to discuss and we'll share some resources and have time for Q&A. For those just joining in, if you would like to turn on your camera, go ahead. It's always nice to see who is here, if you can. So let's talk about student output. First, the entire reason that VIP exists is for student output. Your students should speak as much or more as you do. That's super important here. So the goal of every slide is for the student to speak using correct English in full sentences and independently. That's the ultimate goal. So what we're doing here in our lessons is aiming for all three. So using correct English using full sentences and also speaking independently. Crucial goals for us to meet. Now increasing student output, here are a few quick tips. Number one, speak slowly and speak clearly. You really want to enunciate and really emphasize your pronunciation. Use TPR and also use supplementary tools. So for example, using her TPR or looking at this teacher, what is she trying to convey? You can unmute or type in the chat box.
1: What do you see?
0: Thank you, Katie. Yeah, what do you see, right? So, this is a great way to have a full sentence conveyed as well as using TPR at the same time. And number two, what does this mean? drag and drop, right? So TPR is really effective in conveying what you want the student to do and also relaying that you'd like them to respond in a full sentence. Sometimes for full sentences, I do this with my fingers so they know full sentence, please, when they respond. Now let's set the tone right from the start of our class. Here's the beginning slide, that title slide. Let's see how this teacher is doing with her rapport right, let's watch this one.
1: Hello, hi, my name is teacher Alyssa. What's your name? Hi, Carly, welcome to class. Are you ready today? Okay, let's get
0: started. What did we think about this example?
1: Blah, 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 <laughs> very dry.
0: Very dry, right? Doesn't sound very interested. Her body language, right? Talking too quickly. Mm -hmm. So we really want to set the tone from the beginning that this is going to be a very fun class and I will be very supportive of my students. Let's look at the next teacher. Let's see how she's doing.
1: Hello. My name is teacher Connie what's your name good my name is lulu good job lulu how are you good job i am happy yes are you ready let's
0: go So how is she setting a very positive tone at the beginning of class? She's upbeat, excited. Thank you, Joyce. Also, she is reinforcing using a full sentence. How is she doing that? Finger counting. Finger counting is a great tool to use to reinforce that you want them to say a full sentence. What is your name? My name is David. How are you today? I am happy. All right, so you want to reinforce from the very beginning, set the tone. At the start of your class, you want them to respond in a full sentence. Using finger counting is great, in addition to TPR and really being friendly and upbeat. So just remember, you want to smile, high energy, use TPR and ask questions. How are you today? How old are you? What is your favorite color? My favorite color is blue. So here are some ways that you can say hello and ask questions at the beginning. This mentor is using a whiteboard to write down the student's name. Also doing this, shaking her hands like, nice to meet you. And I love to ask questions. So if this is my student and they have a toy, Let's start with some questions to build that rapport, but also encourage them to use a full sentence. What is it? What can it do? Is it new? When did you get it? What is its name? If you have a student that's playing with a toy or something on camera that you can see, use it as a great conversation starter. Encourage them to respond in a full sentence there. So here's a class example of a student with repetition. Let's see how this mentor is helping her student develop full sentences.
1: Sofa. This This. is a sofa. What is this? What is this? This is a sofa. Sofa. What? Is this Jasper? This is a sofa. Yes! What is this? This is a mirror. Yes! Excellent job! High five! Uh, Great job! Yes! (laughs) Hmm, <laughs> what is this? This is a mirror. This is sofa. Excellent job. Ask me. This is, uh, huh? What is this? Ask me, what is this? What is this? Hmm. This is a table? No. No. Hmm. This is a mirror. Yes. Yes, thank you, teacher Jasper. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Good. Amanda is great. That's the mentor there. So lots of things happening in this example. So I see asking questions to check understanding, giving positive reinforcement. What is she using for a mirror? And feel free to if You'd like to unmute. Tell me what you saw.
1: She's using a uh, realia.
0: Excellent. Yeah. Realia is great. She's using an actual mirror for her classroom. Great to reinforce that concept of mirror. She also did some finger counting, right? This is a mirror that really works. And at the very end, what is she asking the student to do? Role play. Role play, thank you. Thank you, Sonia. So ask the teacher a question, right? What is this? And she said, this is a table. She said something wrong on purpose. That's a great way to check for comprehension, make it a little bit more fun, but they have to correct you as the teacher. I do that a lot. Okay, now you are the teacher. I am the student. Ask me a question and I'll get it wrong on purpose. Thank you, Amanda. So student output wrap up, be creative. You can sing, chant, whisper, scream, say it slower, then faster. Number two, use TPR to act out the meaning of the words. Use finger counting to ensure a word isn't missed, just like this example. And for a more advanced student, have the student ask you the question. Practice the conversation back and forth and take turns. I like to use a visual cue for that, I can use my microphone, I can go back and forth with my student just like this. So if you are finding that a student is having trouble responding or knowing when to respond, give them that visual cue on top of it. Back and forth. Feel free to take a picture or screenshot if you'd like. Any questions so far? Didn't lose anyone yet, that's good. So let's talk about student struggles. Number one, unable to speak in a complete sentence independently. This happens a lot, especially for lower level students. So model the sentence using a puppet or talking to yourself, right? So the puppet, we can have a conversation back and forth. Then I step out of the frame, they have a conversation with my puppet. You can use the chat box to give hints to the student, and also use props and TPR. To give hints to the student. Something that I'll talk about a lot in this section is using sentence stems that really, really helps here. So what do you see I see a. So let's watch a video. Here's an example of a real life classroom and a teacher using sentence stems with his ESL students. Let's watch
1: Sentence stems are a simple way to teach important information to students so that they can use it again in the future. It's a simple sentence structure where they can plug in important information and use it independently. The number can be rounded to because it is closer to... Now does that mean anything yet? No. What do we need to do to give it meaning? write some words. We need to write some words or maybe some Some numbers. Numbers. That's right. Sentence stems are a really simple structure for organizing knowledge. It's a way for students to understand concepts really simply in vocabulary that they understand. The number eight. Andrea you're next. The number eight can be rounded to 10. And tell me why, Kevin Riesel. Because it is closer to 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 10. They have blank spots so they can plug in the information that they know. And that way they can use what they know as a framework to use in the future on their own. Sentence stems help writing because it's repetition and it helps reinforce a lot of just the mechanics of writing, punctuation, capitalization. Plus, it's another way for the kids to organize their thinking. Reading and writing go hand in hand, and it just reinforces everything that we need to to teach the kids.
0: I like that video because you can see a real-life example of this being used. So when you're using sentence stems when you're preparing for the class create a list of sentence stems that are appropriate for the discussion or the task that you are setting up for the student be sure to provide stems that use academic language or sentence structure that is difficult for the students right that can be a great way for them to continue to improve so when i am preparing for a lesson especially a lesson where they are expected to respond in complete sentences, I think about sentence stems I can use to help them get to that response. On the next slide, I'll give you some examples of what those look like. Number two, model, review the sentence stems with your students and provide some examples of how to complete the sentence stems. My favorite food is pizza. What is your favorite food? My favorite food is So you can model your example first and then they can hear that and then they know how to respond after. Practice, pose questions and have students use sentence stems to respond. I like to type these in the chat box. So same example that I put, right? So if I'm using my chat box throughout class, I can write the response, the sentence stem response in the chat box for them to see. What is your favorite food? My favorite food is pizza and number four review ask the students to share their sentences and add any clarification or help them with error correction where needed so create model practice and review so let's go over what this actually looks like in a real life class because sentence stems are not just simple like what's your favorite food my favorite food is blank What do we do if they're more advanced? So you can use sentence stems at any point in the lesson to structure meaningful conversation. Here are some examples. Before introducing new material to tap into prior knowledge, I understand that, I already know that. What do you already know? Ask them that question, especially before they're reading. When trying to work through a problem, it would be easier if, first I, second, finally transitional words can really help i do this a lot with older students number three after reading a short text to begin a discussion the main points were i read that and you can put the same things in the chat box put the sentence stem there so they can see it and they know how to respond what did you read about Number four, responding to a question. I think that I agree because, or I disagree because. Do you think that Little Red Riding Hood made the right decision? And when reinforcing the use of academic language, the text structure is, or I use the denominator of five. So here are some examples of real life sentence stems that you can use in your class based on your student's level. Feel free to take a picture if you would like. So I want to go over an example of using this for a low level student as well as a higher level student. Feel free to go ahead and unmute or type in the chat box what you would do. So here's an example of where does Meg walk? This is a level two class. What are some sentence stems I can use for this? Any ideas? Heather has a great one, right? Meg walks in the street. Meg walks in the hallway, right? That's a great one. You can show that on a whiteboard or you can show that in the chat box itself. Where does Meg walk? Meg walks in the street, Meg walks in the, the hallway. Ways that we can practice or review this. Maybe I can show the first one. Meg walks in the sand. Where does Meg walk? Meg walks in the street. Good one. Any questions about this slide? What can we use for drag and drop? I use that TPR that we saw before, right? Drag and drop. Where does Meg walk? I can also have them ask me the question, right? They are the teacher. Meg walks in the, in the park and I'll say something wrong and they have to correct me. Let's look at something a little bit harder. This is a level six class. What are some sentence stems for this? Thank you, Kirsten. Mm -hmm. So Ben just got a detective kit. He wants to solve a mystery. First, he identifies the missing cat as a mystery. He wants to solve it. So if we look at the first question, did he know what he was looking for? What is the sentence stem for that response? I don't want them to just say no or yes. Thank you, Kirsten. Yeah, Ben was looking for blank, right? Did he follow the first step to solving a mystery? What's the sentence stem for that response? I can see you thinking, right? And what do you think he will find? I think he will find Now a question I get sometimes from teachers is how do we say the blank part, right? My favorite food is blank. I try to avoid saying the word blank. I do like a tongue sound. My favorite food is something like that, right? So they know that that sound is what they're supposed to say, right? Ben was looking for, the first step was, or you can write that on a whiteboard. Let's look at number two, missing articles or prepositions. Now we have a, and, and the. We also have prepositions of location, like on, over, under, near, up, and down. So some quick things you can do. When giving the correction, emphasize the missing word. Also you can hold up a flashcard with the missing word as a silent reminder. I do that a lot if I'm doing a, and the, and the zero article. I like to write it on my whiteboard. And if they're having trouble understanding or knowing what the answer is, I can point to it or I can circle it without saying anything. That's a way you can reduce teacher talk and then direct them to the correct answer. And you can turn the sentence into a song or a chant and use TPR or props to demonstrate the missing preposition if i'm doing let's say over and under and they're having trouble understanding or knowing what preposition to use just point or circle at the correct answer without saying anything yeah i have students who skip too often in chinese they don't have articles so that's why it's a very difficult concept for them at the beginning so here's another teacher, and the student is missing the article. Ah, all right. So let's see what she's doing to really error correct really nicely here.
1: Which is a bridge? This is bridge. This is bridge. This is bridge. Good, Elsa. This and is uh, a bridge. This is a bridge. And this Good. is a bridge. Yes! Good job, Elsa! Yay! Very good job!
0: So I like her error correction here because she was really light and very friendly. How did she correct the student? Yeah, finger counting. All right, we can do that. Did she say, stop, that's wrong? No, so she corrected the student afterwards and the student just naturally said the answer right. This is a bridge. Same thing. If I want to use a visual cue, this is a bridge. Good job, Elsa. I can even make a mistake. This is an bridge. This is a bridge. Good job. Number three, subject-verb agreement. This happens a lot. So stop and practice the correct conjugations using props. You can also use a whiteboard or verb chart if needed and use a calendar with the day or date circled to help explain the tense. Yesterday I walked, I walk every day, tomorrow I will walk. So here are subject-verb agreements right here. We have two dogs are sitting on the grass and one dog. Is sitting on the grass. So what I like to do is let's say I'm teaching grammar with is and are So I can put is here are here. So what if the pronoun is he and we're talking about walking. He is walking they They are dancing. You can use a simple visual cue to help with pronouns and is and are And if you want to do something with verb tenses, so I have a timeline. And let's say today for me is Tuesday, right? So today is Tuesday. This is today. Yesterday was Monday. Tomorrow is Wednesday. This can be a really helpful cue for students. What did you do yesterday? I went to school. What are you doing now? I am eating now. What will you do tomorrow? I will go to the park. So having a timeline can really help with grammar, uh, sentences. I strongly dislike the verb chart. Is it boring? It is boring for me. I am sure it is boring for them. Is there a better way to teach it rather than reading it off? Any ideas from the group? Let's open that up. Making sentences, yeah. And that's a valid question, right? So let's say that I want to make a mistake instead. That's a different approach you can do. Let's use that one with two dogs. And let me make a mistake on purpose. Two dogs is sitting. Bill, two dogs is sitting. Two dogs are sitting. So, if you don't want to use the verb conjugation chart, you can do something like this. But I do think, especially for lower level students, the verb conjugation chart can be really helpful for them because they have to really memorize the rules first. And then you can do something like this where you can make a mistake. Right? You can also use pictures or visuals, just like the example on the screen. Right? So, here's Another slide, so complete sentences. How can we teach this slide? Think about what props, TPR, or how you can support or extend. What are some ideas here? Kirsten has a great one, that verb conjugation chart. He, she, it, I, you, we, they. Any ideas for this slide? So visual cues, I like to circle the pronouns that can really help them as we go along. We have the drag and drop, right? What is the sentence stem for the question? What is the question? Who walks, great, yeah, that's perfect. Who walks, he walks, she walks, we walk, he walks. This is great because this is interactive. You can easily drag a wrong answer and they have to correct you. Use that tone of voice. Props you can use if you have Meg, Mike, Dino, things like that are great stuffed animals, puppets, male doll, female doll. There you go. AR stickers you can also use. And incorrect pronunciation while speaking in a complete sentence. Let's look at this one. So repeat the correct sentence slowly. Remember to make it very fun and pinpoint the exact error. Practice the specific word and syllable then repeat the word then the sentence correctly and break down the sentence into smaller chunks. So for example, if they are having trouble with phonics blending, you can go ahead and show them a visual like this. What are some ways we can help with syllables? Clapping. Also, you can do the chin tapping. Uh, so every time there is like a syllable, your chin does move down a little bit so that they can practice that. If I want to give them a visual cue, let's say the word recycle that has three syllables. I can write in the, bl- the breaks like this or underline recycle. So they know that there are three syllables. So let's look at an example from one of my classes. I want her to say it in a full sentence, and also how am I correcting her pronunciation? Let's watch. And let's read this.
1: I'm in the ship of Sophia and I make one complex turn every day. That turning gives you daytime to go to school and play outside and night time for your sleep. I also orbit the sun. This trip around the sun takes 365 days or one year to complete.
0: So this word, complete.
1: A complete.
0: So how long does it take for the earth to complete an orbit around the sun? 365.
1: So it takes? Uh, it takes one year. To? To complete.
0: It takes one year to complete. Nice work, Jessica. Okay, so what am I doing in this example here? I like that you picked that up. Thank you, Lauren. So talking as little as possible. That's always something that I strive for in my classes. And also when she was reading this paragraph, did I stop her right away? No, that's wrong. Stop. Why did I not stop her right away? So for me, uh uh-huh, go ahead, Sonia. The word complete was in the sentence, in the passage twice, so you've given her the chance to uh, self-correct. Thank you, and Jan? I was just gonna say they lose meaning Mm -hmm.
1: when you stop them and interrupt them, they lose their train of thought.
0: Yeah, perfect, thank you, Sonia and Jan, for. giving some input there. So right here, as you can see, I really want to increase her reading comprehension and her fluency at the same time. So I don't like to stop her when she makes a mistake. So I see if she can self-correct Sonia, picked that up. There's complete at the beginning and the first sentence and the last sentence and the last word is complete. She didn't self-correct. So then I helped her right showing her on a whiteboard complete asking her a question using a question stem. How long does it take for the, earth to complete an orbit around the sun yeah parents usually do that and i hate it i hate when parents interject during a lesson and then they stop the student because it completely interrupts their flow what ends up happening if you always stop the student is they get very nervous or shy to say anything because they don't want to be wrong so that's why i don't do that in my class so i can take some notes what are some words that they are mispronouncing and then i can correct them on camera One thing I also want you to get in the habit of if you're not doing already, if you are using a whiteboard, you don't want to write off screen like this. You want to write on camera so they can see you, right? So just like this, complete. Complete, right, there you go. Yeah, many times the students also have incorrect pronunciation, which can be super awkward, right, as a teacher.